It's time for you to look inward and begin asking yourself the big questions. Who are you? And what do you want? The greatest illusion of this world is the illusion of separation. You can't wait around for someone to help you. You have to help yourself. Today is a big day. It's toxic enemy number 10. That's why, right? We are at page 74 in The Rain Barrel Effect by Dr. Stephen Cabral. I absolutely recommend you get it, as I do in every episode, even the non-related episodes of uh, the Panacea Concept or of my YouTube channel, which I don't think has a name, but it's probably Panacea Concept. I'm not sure. I'm new to this whole uh, marketing thing. So the uh, chapter 10, or Toxic Enemy number 10, is on gut bugs. So this, it, they're all huge issues in our society. Um, and I do, uh, I'm not going to read you the chapter. I didn't plan this ahead of time. I read the book. Um, once and a half so i'm like rereading it uh, again as we go through this but i've also done the certifications that the um the book is kind of an extension of the certifications or vice versa so i have two certifications um going on three in in this concepts and on these ideas so i've spent over i don't know probably over a thousand hours on these concepts so um so that's why I, <laughs> that's why i don't i was like i'm talking from the top of my head so i think it'll still be beneficial and it's a good overview of the book um and of course i'm not gonna read you the book uh although yeah even though there is an audio book there is not an audio book uh currently so i can kind of beat uh stephen cabral to that um but i'm sure he would prefer his own voice for his own book uh all right and plus, he's had like a, a lot more um, practice with this podcast at over 1,600 episodes. I think I'm at like 40 or 50 uh, episodes, so I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> uh, so this chapter, again, huge issue that affects everybody. And, um, and we'll talk a little bit at the end about the implications, the implications of the toxic enemy list. I've already talked about it a few times if you've seen those other videos feel free to go back and see those other videos. I do think I get better as I go. I'm getting my stride. Uh, so the quote that they start off with in this one is great, uh, like all of them, but uh, here we go. Your gut health is critical to the health of your entire body. It's your first line of defense against cancer. And that was said by the truth about cancer. Uh, all right, so huge, huge things to keep in mind. Right now we have like a germ theory. This is, ger this is during the coronavirus. So if you're seeing this in the future um, and, um, and you're wondering, and who hope, hopefully things turned out better. Uh, if you're seeing this in the future, we're not going about this germ theory that's um, just making everybody germaphobes and uh, making everybody hypochondriacs and making people avoid or making people think they have to avoid um, germs and viruses and people and social uh, aspects of their life and cover their face. Uh, it's, it's this whole germ warfare mentality, germ theory, right? So germ theory is kind of the, it's, it's the popular thing that this medical industry uses. It's our, what our sick care uses um, in order to justify antibiotics and using all these harsh chemicals that have these adverse reaction on human health to say, oh, you can't expose yourself to 
So if it's the viruses or bacteria or anything like that, that'll make you unhealthy. When in reality, uh, reality is more like, and your immune system is more like terrain theory. So terrain theory, which I don't think is in the book actually, germ theory and terrain theory are in this book. So there's a bonus for you if you're watching this. Um, so terrain theory, it's more uh, about you and how your systems are functioning to handle these um, exogenous or these out-of-body invaders, basically. So terrain, so your terrain, that matters. Uh, so, uh, you know, the truth about everything, it's never very simple. So if you have this simple idea and you're operating on it, then chances are you're missing a lot to the conversation. So when you have germ theory ruling the way we uh, operate, and it's so simple, it's just, oh, just avoid, you know, X, avoid viruses, avoid bacteria, avoid germs, avoid the sun, avoid social gatherings. Like, really? So that's your, that's your advanced, you know, decade long of study, and that's what you come up with? Like, doesn't make any sense because it, the whole other aspect, terrain um, aspect of our health is, excuse me, my throat is dry. This is the second time I'm recording things. Um, so I did a live before this. So uh, the, the reality to our health is that we need the sun. We need to be social. We need uh, interactions. We need exposure. We need... Um, uh, pretty much the opposite of ev all the guidelines going on right now, we need the opposite of that to be healthy. And so it's, it, so basically when, when they rolled out these guidelines, and <laughs> I apologize, I'm going off topic, but I feel like it, it, it warrants the, uh, the rant. So the reason we went off, uh, or the reason these, uh, all right, so these uh, guidelines, so the guidelines, are so bad, and I, I, I knew they were bad, and I was just like, and it led me down this rabbit hole of of uh, reading other people's um, work and uh, understanding other concepts I haven't previously dived into yet, and it led me to understand that there it's, it seems like they're really trying to get us sick because even by conventional germ theory standards, they believe in exposure, and they they believe and um, getting sunlight, and they believe in, in social interacting and not covering your face for healthy people. And they also believe, and this is where the science, um, you know, the popular mainstream science is telling us, that they also believe locking down and quarantine pe uh, healthy people doesn't make sense. So, I mean, it makes sense in their view, uh, and this is because I've listened to a lot of experts on a lot of different sides here, um, in their view, we were facing an unknown, so we needed to hide. But then what happened is the, it, that whole thing got hijacked by people who I don't think uh, mean the best for us. And they just said, let's do this indefinitely because, um, you know, for political reasons. This whole thing is political. But let's get into the chapter. So on gut bugs. So you may not know this, but uh, there are 100 trillion bacteria in the gut. Uh, there are about three to five pounds of bacteria in your intestines. So that's a lot. Yeah, that's a microscopic um, thing, and it's three to five pounds. That's a lot. There's actually more uh, bacteria 
and microorganisms in general, then there are human cells in the body. So unrelated to you, or well, you know, symbiotic, symbiotic relationship to you, there are uh, all these microorganisms that help you, that actually make up the majority of your immune system. Now, why is it so important? We'll continue. So 90% of all autoimmune diseases, and there's a lot of different autoimmune diseases, um, are implicated with leaky gut. So leaky gut is, this is another new concept, at least uh, in, in this series of videos. The leaky gut is when um, the particles, the uh, food or any other particles uh, don't get really breaking, broken down and it escapes the intestinal wall and enters the bloodstream. So you may think that sounds awful and you would be correct. Uh, so I had a autoimmune spectrum disorder called arthritis. So it's not very uncommon. Uh, so you can see if so many people have these autoimmune diseases and you see that gut dysfunction isn't addressed and leaky gut is not even looked at by a lot of people, by a lot of different institutions, um, then you would wonder how, you know, how do they not know this? And the answer would be um, because the pharmaceutical industry trained uh, a lot of, or, you know, pretty much came up with the curriculum uh, for a lot of these things. And um, let's see, it even said, okay, so there's a little graph on page 75, little uh, illustration of leaky gut syndrome. And leaky, uh, and it has a little um, word, uh, at, words at the bottom that just, that's, uh, what do you call it, caption? So a little caption at the bottom that, that it's good for you to know. Leaky gut is no longer a pseudoscience as once believed. So this has been something that the integrative side has known for a long time. Of course, not everybody, but um, this is something that has been addressed, but only from the outskirts and the, um, the slums, the slums of science uh, by, <laughs> by what me uh, mainstream medicine considers to be the, uh, the other, basically. Uh, it is now the center of almost all diseases within the body. That's, that's pretty crazy to think about. Not only 90% of autoimmune diseases, but also all diseases within the body. So there's, a, now some, some, there's some theories going on, uh, or some theories I've heard of when it comes to leaky gut. And um, uh, so one theory is that our body naturally uh, has this level of leaky gut or permeability that it does in certain instances and um, certain, so, so it's supposed to happen, but it's not supposed to stay open. And some people believe it's to get nutrients quicker into the bloodstream, but I don't really uh, buy that because what if you have, I mean, I guess if in a stressful situation, it makes sense because in a stressful situation, it's the short term that's prioritized over the long term. And if you are in fight or flight then, and your body needs more energy, then I guess it makes sense that your body would um, cause this more, more permeability, more uh, would open those junctions uh, in the intestines for uh, these particles to, to go into the bloodstream and give more energy. So that, that idea concept kind of makes sense. But um, so yeah, so they, they have done, there's um, some studies that are not in the book that I've looked at when it comes to uh, high intensity interval training. 
and its relation to auto or not autoimmune disease, but to leaky gut. So basically, uh, they showed that when people do high intensity interval training, they do have more uh, leaky gut. So that's so maybe it goes with the concept that I was just talking about. Now, um, so there are issues with even discovering that you have a leaky gut because um, mainstream medicine doesn't really do the functional medicine type of thinking. So I'm not sure what they would use. And if they do use a test, it could be a little bit crazy <laughs> of a test. So there is one, um, there's one thing that they do for improving someone's microbiome. So it is called a fecal transplant. So if you have a, a gut dysbiosis, which this chapter is about, it's about um, gut dysbiosis and leaky gut, and, and also we'll get into parasites for a little bit. Um, then what they'll do is they'll take the fecal matter from a healthy person and transplant it into a um, unhealthy person to try and improve the microbiome. Now, isn't that crazy? Isn't there like another way we can do things? I mean, in an emergency, I guess, but well, like, anyway, it just seems like a, a crazy uh, thing to do. And uh, all right, so we are going to uh, some basic, so this is like the basic thing that most people have. They have these four different conditions. Uh, so they either have a candida, yeast, or fungal overgrowth. Uh, I uh, did my test and I did have that. Or they have a bacteria overgrowth, uh, such as SIBO, so small intestinal bacteria overgrowth or they have parasites. And the uh, last one is also a bacteria, but it kind of, like when I read about it, it sounds like a parasite, but um, H. pylori, very common. Um, so well, I don't think we're gonna get into H. pylori, but a little side note on H. pylori is that it stops the, um, it stops the production of acid in the stomach. So it basically makes it easier for it to grow and proliferate or uh, multiply by stopping the acid that would you know hinder its progress uh, now everybody um, has a certain level of all of these um, but not but we're talking about the imbalances so it's okay to have h pylori but it's not okay to have an overgrowth of h pylori um, it's not really okay to have parasites but if you have a uh, but you know there could be some parasitic relationships that i'm not thinking of that are okay to have but in general the ones that are looked for on a stool test a functional medicine stool test you don't want it um to, you don't want parasites basically um so 70 toxins uh, plus 70 plus toxins do get um excreted from candida so candida is one of the uh really common uh, I even have guilty, right? I was, I was guilty of that. Uh, I'm still working on it. I'm on my CBO protocol, but candida can uh, cause and produce 70 plus toxins, uh, which harm the mitochondria, liver, kidneys, brain, and immune system. And uh, how easy is it to get that? It's basically if you take antibiotics or if you've eaten artificial uh, ingredients or if you've been really stressed or all of the above. Very easy to get uh, an imbalance because of it's um, antibiotics kill bacteria uh, much easier than you do uh, fungus or yeast or, can, uh, or candida. They're, uh, yeast, I believe candida is also yeast. So that's, the, that's similar, it's just a different type. 
there's a lot of different species. Um, the other issue is that when good bacteria gets crowded out uh, by bad bacteria, like Clostridium difficile, your immune system begins to suffer. So uh, like I said before, the majority of your immune system is in your intestines. It is very important to keep that, really look for that first and then move on. But, um, but if you could just look at everything first and do like the big five or you're checking your, your minerals and you're checking your heavy metals and minerals, you're checking your uh, gut with a organic acid test or your um, checking your omega-3 levels for inflammation, three, six, and nine levels, or you're checking your parasites, or you're checking, uh, what's, what's another one? Or your food sensitivities to make sure you're not causing inflammation in the gut, leading to an a imbalanced microbiome. I mean, all, all of that matters. Uh, and I believe there's one more. Hormones, right, and check your hormones to make sure that you're actually uh, producing an optimal range of different hormones throughout the day. All right, so, yep, this, it's, it's, the, it's the one, one of the biggest hurdles. I mean, I guess if you had to do a, or if had to, if you only had one thing you can help people with, um, I think most people would pick the gut, and it's absolutely, and it's not even addressed in mainstream medicine. Uh, not that I have seen, but there have—I'm <laughs> sure there's some doctors who's, who have more of a functional medicine mentality, or maybe some specialists might use some probiotics. But it's really—it's a really basic uh, thing. They might instead opt out for uh, fecal matter transplants. Uh, so now, parasites. So parasites are more common than you might think. Especially, you can live with these things for the rest of your life, and you never really know because you didn't do these tests and you got used to the idea or used to the symptoms, basically, you got desensitized. Uh, so um, one in four people, so 25% of the population, uh, it is more common in minority groups. Uh, so uh, Spanish, black, Asian um, have more, are more likely to have these parasites. I'm not sure why, but um, that's how it is. So, the natural question, and I like that they put this at the end because honestly, who wouldn't think this, uh, is are you being slowly poisoned? And I would say yes. I have a different viewpoint than um, Dr. Cabral. He's a little bit more uh, optimistic or he gives people the benefit of the doubt or you know, maybe he's just like playing politics with it. I'm not sure, um, but you know, I think it, it, obviously the guy's great. I have several certifications and um, uh, so I, so here's, here's where I'll just give my opinions. So big pharma, big agriculture, big food, all these people that manipulate laws and they, um, they, they train doctors to have a, a pharmaceutical approach for everything. And, uh, and they even make it illegal, uh, for them not to prescribe people pharmaceuticals if they come across certain problems. So it's really this completely rigged system, excuse me, a uh, completely rigged system where it's all to get you on a subscription plan, basically. <laughs> so it's, it's not addressing the issues. It's we're rapid fire around. We're seeing people for five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. And, uh, and then we're throwing pills, throwing pills, and then they get kickbacks every time they throw a pill. So is there incentive where they get more money? I mean, basically, 
uh, how can we not think that we are intentionally being poisoned? Because technically, if they just uh, make us sick just enough to still function, but still pay them, um, uh, you know, pay for the subscription plan, basically, then that's a win-win-win for them. That is, is, there's no incentive for this system to, to work itself out of the job. And it keeps growing every year. So that leads me to believe this is all part of the business model that is um, sick care, basically, which is, again, I, I, that article, um, sick care versus healthcare, definitely look that article up. It has, it's, yeah, it might be dry, but I mean, at least read some parts of it so you can, you know, get some idea of basically how we ended up here because it is awful. It is, um, I mean, the big highlight was this, coronavirus thing. I think that's why I talked about it in the beginning. The big highlight uh, of, of corruption, the plague of corruption, as Judy, Dr. Judy Mikovits says, um, is really is really being highlighted right now. You, we see um, there's even a nurse who went undercover and showed that these hospitals are intentionally, at least Elmhurst, Elmshurst or Elmhurst in New York, uh, intentionally infecting, trying to infect patients with the virus. Um, they are not treating them appropriately. They're not t learning from other countries and their therapies. So, um, so there's just uh, just complete war of information. Um, and you know that's what I do here every every episode. I'm just trying to promote real information and real answers, and not just hey, what, I have this symptom, let me get this pill. That's not a real answer. I mean, it doesn't help. It doesn't really help you in the long term. It's, um, it's just a shame. Like, so many people are dying and that don't have to. That so many people are miserable that don't have to be miserable, but it's all just for money. It's all just for money. And, um, and you know, that's why I went into uh, integrative health practitioner um, course. You know, I changed my... my um, I changed the direction that I was going in life, which I didn't really like anyway, but I changed it to be something that I believe in and something that matters and something that is going to help, actually help society. And, 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 and I think doctors, the mainstream doctors, they go into that, uh, into that field initially to help people. And then they end up um, being basically manipulated by the pharmaceutical industry because that's, I mean, we're all, we're all manipulated at some point and throughout our whole lives by the pharmaceutical industry. I mean, if you, I grew up with commercials now commercials aren't kind of, uh, around that much, but, um, like you're, this is like the conversation. If all, if everyone's only talking a certain way, when someone uses a different idea, it just like, doesn't make sense. That's just, that's what happens. You're surrounded by all these, really bad ideas and and then someone has a good idea and you just like you don't know how to take it like what do i do with this you know and 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 it's just kind of this this hypnotism that happens and um and yeah i mean it's just that was that was my ending rant uh i'll leave it at that i hope that uh you reduce the toxic enemy top 10 because that is I mean, it is ridiculous. The amount, I mean, that's the other thing. Like, if you really believe that the government and the, the protective agencies that are supposed to protect you and your kids are, are actually doing their job and not just 
making you sick just enough, then um, you're not paying attention. I mean, this top 10 list, like pesticides in foods. Why, why are we eating pesticides? Why are we breathing? Why are we drinking heavy metals? Why are we breathing a bunch of just, you know, uh, toxins? Um, anyway, it's like really, uh, I, hope, I hope this opens your eyes. I hope your eyes are already open um, because we need at least, what, 10, 11% of people to finally wake up and I think there'll be a real change. So that's what I'm hoping for and driving for. I'm doing my best. I'm, every day I'm trying to promote uh, real health concepts and and really wake people up. So um, pass this along. Wake up your buddy if he's able to wake up. If he keeps hitting the snooze button, um, <laughs> then keep keep uh, keep ringing in five minutes, I guess. All right. Have a great day. Uh, this was um, the last in the rain barrel effect top ten. So I may go continue to. Um, teach other chapters in this book, but uh, I may just go into different topics because um, make the book last a little longer, I guess. All right, so have a great day. Pass this along to everyone you feel it could serve. Like, comment, subscribe, all those things. All right, bye.